Welcome to the Korean Medis Podcast. This is episode 64. Uh, this is your host, Nassar Ahmad. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to share with the listeners a very good news, something I forgot to mention in the last few episodes. As you know, in the last few episodes, we have been doing this for the last year and a, year and a few months. We're almost like it's over 50 episodes now. This is episode 64. Recently, a career website by the name of MaxList Give us an award for the top career podcasts uh, of among uh, for this particular market. So I'm, I'm very excited. I'm humbled by that. It's good to get feedback from someone else who's been doing it for many years. So that's some good news. And thanks for all the listeners to continue continuing to listen to this uh, podcast. With that, we'll get into today's recording. And today we have a guest, a returning guest, uh, who has actually been with us on episode number 30 and episode number 37. Brian Howard is our guest. He has been here uh, last time. He spoke about the motivated networker. We spoke, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, how to network effectively. Before that, we discussed how to uh, enhance your job search. But today, uh, we are going to talk about Brian. He has just released a new book. And the book is called Over. 50 and Motivated, a job search book for job seekers over 50. It is part of the Motivated series by Brian. Hey, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Nisar. How are you, man? I am doing great, Abe. Uh, great to have you back. Uh, I'll always have enjoyed uh, our conversations, and I'm excited to have this conversation again on this uh, yes. new topic. Yes, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. So one question I have before we get into the questions in the, in, into the book itself is, why did you choose this topic, oh, uh, over 50 and motivated? I mean, here's the thing. I mean, once you are over the age of 50, the dynamics of a job search uh, begin to change, okay? And we're going to get into, you know, some of the biases and some of the challenges. And it really starts to heighten, you know, sometimes around age 55 or so, it just becomes more difficult. And there's statistics out there that prove this. So I felt uh, the necessity to, to write a book to address this topic specifically to those job seekers uh, that are in the job market who are over the age of 50. That is an interesting point. I have definitely heard that before from other career coaches. And, uh, it, and I, what I've heard is it is a market where there's not a lot of attention nowadays. Uh, because uh, most of the books out there are focusing on young professionals. So I'm excited to talk about the subject. And what I'm going to do now is, you know, ask you some more specific questions about some of the things that you have outlined in the book. So my, my first question is, in your book, Over 50 and Motivated, you created an acronym, uh, SEAL, S-E-A-L. Can you define and explain its meaning? Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the acronym SEAL, stands for stable, experienced, accomplished, and loyal. And I'm going to use the word, um, I use the word throughout the book, and I'm going to use it uh, when I refer to job seekers over the age of 50, and I'm going to use it throughout uh, our interview today. So, so let's take it apart a little bit. Most job seekers are, and this is the S, stable. 
I mean, they're emotionally balanced and even keeled. I mean, they're mature. They are experienced. I mean, they've done things. They've seen things in their careers that only time and living can bring. They are accomplished. They have achieved things. They brought an ROI, a return on investment and value to previous employers. And finally, they're loyal. They know what it means to stick around. I mean, there are statistics out there that, that SEALs stay in positions up to three times longer than their younger counterparts. And that is valuable to employers because it saves them time and money. Okay. In addition, and by real loose correlation, um, the U.S. Navy SEALs, the, the Navy, you know, United States here, Premier Special Forces Unit, also had these qualities. So in the book, I suggest that tenured job seekers adopt the attitude of being a premier job seeker. In other words, a SEAL. Yeah, that, that was why I asked the question because that was the first thing that might, came to my mind. I'm sure the readers who read the book will also think about that. So I'm glad you brought it back to the U.S. Navy SEALs. No doubt. Uh, now, in the book, uh, you go into more of a laundry list of biases, uh, age age biases that uh, seals commonly face. Uh, can you dis- discuss what seals are seals are usually up against? Yeah, this is kind of a tough topic, in the sense that you know tenure job seekers, you know, can can quickly conclude that that because of age biases, that the cards are so stacked against them. Uh, that it's just going to be nothing but an uphill climb. I got. I, I want to be utterly and crystal clear on this. That is absolutely not the case. It's not the case. I mean, we're going to discuss a lot uh, of the advantages of age and experience in just a second. But it is wise to at least be educated on what some of the age biases are that people need to be aware of, especially if you're a SEAL. Now, I don't want to belabor this point okay i'm going to hit on about maybe four or five of them okay um but there are others but i want to be clear that these age biases are not a complete obstacle to a job search now the first obstacle or age bias uh is inflexible i mean this is the perception that seals are stuck in their ways they're stubborn they're close-minded they're rigid uh they're not innovative and they resist doing things differently because of what they've done and it's worked in the past. Now, this can be especially true if a SEAL was in their last position for a long time or with the same company for a long time. Hired is another age bias or, or a perception um, that, you know, after 25 years in a career, um, a SEAL has low energy. They're beaten down and, and they lack the enthusiasm to do the job. Um, one of the other ones is that, you know, a SEAL is on cruise control to retirement. Uh, this is closely related to the energy and being tired and that a SEAL is only willing to work long enough and hard enough until uh, retirement arrives. Poor technology skills are, are, are often cited as an age bias. Now, depending upon the circumstances, this could be accurate, okay? Uh, for some SEALs, uh, staying current uh, or learning new technology uh, was not required. They had assistance or others helped them uh, or do it for them. And, and if, if a SEAL happens to be unemployed, it's a, it's a 
pretty good advice and maybe a great time to get up to speed uh, on the technology issue. And, and finally, there's the, the bias or the perception about reporting to a younger boss. Um, this perception is the belief that a SEAL uh, will allow their ego to get in the way of succeeding in the position, and they will resent reporting to, being judged by, or evaluated by someone younger. And this, this feeds the fear that productivity and good company culture uh, will suffer. And we're going to come back to that that topic a little bit later. But here's the reality. Here's the punchline. These biases, they're real, and they can be an obstacle to your job search. And there is no doubt that they are unfair. They're clearly unfair. Fortunately, many employers don't care. They don't even think of these age-related biases. They don't matter, and they don't even enter their minds. And that is great news. Besides, there are massive real-life advantages to experience and age. Well, that does lead me uh, to the next question I have. Uh, you mentioned, you just mentioned that there are advantages, real-life advantages to experience and age. Oh, yeah. Could you clarify, what are the advantages? Oh, now, here comes the good news, okay? There are far more, far more advantages than biases related to age and experience, especially in the depth of their, their value to an employer. In fact, one study I found had an employer given a choice between hiring a millennial, and that's generally somebody born between 1980, 81 to year 2000, uh, versus a job seeker over 50. 60% of the employers were hire a SEAL. That's great news. Let me touch on a few of the many uh, advantages that tenure uh, provides the SEAL that far outweigh the biases. There's more listed in the book uh, over 50 and motivated, but let me jump into a few of them here right now. The first one is judgment, okay? This is the ability to judge and evaluate situations. SEALs have insight based on experience, and employers value that at all times. Uh, reliability. Uh, job seekers over 50, SEALs, tend to be more reliable than younger employees. They're more punctual, they have less absenteeism, and employers value, they love someone that they can count on. Now, work ethic. A growing number of employers are discovering that SEALs demonstrate a stronger work ethic than their younger counterparts. Now, this, this trend flies in the face of the previous accepted uh, bias that I, I talked about, that SEALs are tired and on cruise control to retirement. See, SEALs don't need someone looking over their shoulder. You know that. They, they, they know what's expected. And what's expected is results. Many SEALs, especially those who went through a challenging job search, uh, have learned and to appreciate that they have a job and that they need to do well and they don't want to risk losing it. Most SEALs have pretty strong critical thinking abilities. And that's another advantage of tenure. Hiring executive, executives have, have experienced that they are good, I mean, SEALs are good at problem solving. And that's closely tied and aligned with having good judgment, which is based on experience. Frequently, having been there, seen that, done that, SEALs know how to take apart problems, analyze options and solutions, and then implement a plan of attack. That means things get done quicker and more cost effectively. Another one I like is reading people. I mean, in the course of 25 years, maybe 30 years of a career, SEALs undoubtedly have encountered thousands of people. 
and they know that people's attitudes and their behaviors are motivated by something. Their experience often tells them what that something is, and they can use that to make decisions. And, and then there's wisdom. Um, you know, so let's set aside the, the, the dictionary definition. I mean, SEALs have a unique combination of knowledge and experience. Knowledge without experience is just facts, and the equivalent of book learning. Experience without knowledge and learning is just passing time. But when you put those together well, <laughs> that's wisdom. Now, enlightened employers value that in the workplace. I mean, there are many more advantages to experience and age uh, than the ones I just talked about here. I mean, but the deal of it is, the advantages are real and they have true value. And, and here's the thing that you need and everybody needs to realize about age biases. They're just perceptions. And those are perceptions that a SEAL can overcome by educating the hiring executive about their background and their accomplishments and properly using the techniques um, of the job search contained in the Over 50 and Motivated book. Wow. Uh, I mean, you've covered a lot uh, of ground here, L lots of useful and interesting information. Just a note I wanted to say is if someone is listening to this and they're younger, uh, they're in their 20s or 30s, all the qualities that Brian has mentioned, this is something that you should strive to accept to make sure that your career is stable. So yes, it is, this topic is geared towards someone in the 50s, but those are great skills to have no matter which age you are. So that, that's amazing. Thanks, uh, Brian, for getting into the uh, depth here. No um, problem. Uh, yeah, and I, I would like to shift gears a little bit now and jump into some other job search topics that have some age-relevant issues attached to them. Um, Brian, can you discuss considerations, let's say a SEAL or someone over 50 should consider when thinking about their next employer? Uh, yeah. And, you know, as a SEAL, um, there's a plethora. I mean, there's a lot of considerations that may or may not have any consequence when you look to profile what your next employer is going to be. Now, I mean, just kind of run a laundry list. I mean, you, you, you can look into publicly held companies, privately held companies, large, medium, small startup. You may want to be, you know, look into venture capital backed companies. You may want to avoid, you know, venture capital backed, you know, companies that are have an aggressive growth strategy. I mean, they're standing in the industry that you can get into their products. I mean, are they innovative or commoditized? I mean, there's a ton. Okay. Um, but here's a, a concept worth pondering as a seal. Consider companies whose customers and clients most closely may match your age. I mean, there are a lot of companies whose product and services target consumers or businesses, you know, ages 40, 50, 60, and beyond. And, and you know, here's another one, and I haven't checked this lately, but there are some companies that, that signed a pledge with AARP. Uh, and at one time, and I don't know if it's still there, it may or may or not be, um, their website identified companies that had signed this pledge of being age-friendly. And if it's still there, that's clearly something you can, you can check out. Another thing to think about is if your career has been with larger, more prominent employers, consider smaller companies, maybe even nonprofits, okay? There are likely executives from these smaller organizations who would love to have someone 
with the experience for one of the big guys, okay? And those types of opportunities can be very enjoyable because you're going to have a lot of impact on the business. And, and there are some job boards out there that are designed for the 50-plus crowd. And, you know, the ones that I'm aware of, boomerplaces.com, workforce50.com, and jobsover50.com are some that I have discovered that, you know, identify companies that are age-friendly. Hey, Brian, uh, could you, you mentioned something about AARP. Um, could you explain what that stands for? Uh, who they are? Yeah, AARP, I think, just goes by those letters now, but it used to be known as uh, the American Association of Retired Persons. Now, I don't know if they use that name anymore. I think they may be just the, the, the initials, but not exactly up to date on what AARP is up to. Uh, thank you. And you mentioned some uh, websites for 50 plus crowd. I'll make sure to include them as I'm writing a write-up when, when this episode is published. Moving on to the next question. In your book, Over 50 and Motivated, you discuss tough questions that the new job seekers might encounter. One of those questions is, uh, is isn't this a step back for you? Can you can you discuss how a SEAL can handle that question? Yeah, well, the first thing is you gotta, you got a bank or plan on it coming at you, okay? To, to get on the other side of the table, the hiring executive is concerned that, that a SEAL may leave when a higher level position comes along. And the concern is this, that, you know, recruiting, hiring, and interviewing are expensive ventures, not only monetarily, but in time and productivity. Now, one of the gifts, being a SEAL, is perspective and being potentially motivated by other things or having a different view on, on, on life and, and career, uh, perhaps gaining titles and climbing the corporate ladder uh, doesn't mean as much to some SEALs as they did when they were you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And, and for some, you know, they have moved away for, from pursuing pure financial success to pursuing professional significance or professional contentment. Now, the most effective way to tackle uh, this question and others that are similar is to respond that the, 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 the position is not a step back at all. Rather, it's a step in the right direction but the SEAL has to explain why. Here's a few conceptual responses. And, 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 and this, why don't you ask the question, all right, and I'll give an answer. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, isn't this a step back in title for you? All right. Titles aren't that important to me. Just so long as the title is appropriate, which it is, I'm fine. Okay. So the next question, uh, isn't this a step back from management? I've been in management before, enjoyed it. In fact, was successful at it. However, there's a lot to be said for just being responsible for yourself and not others. Okay. Uh, isn't this a step back in job function or role for you? I'm interested in the job. It's challenges and the contributions I can make to the team and the company. It's not a step back, but rather a step in the right direction. Okay. The next one, isn't this a step back in compensation for you? I know what the compensation range in the range is for this position, and I'm comfortable with it. Thanks, Nessar. Thank you for that. Now, it's possible that a SEAL could find him or herself in an interview where their professional judgment tells them that they need to proactively bring this topic up of the step back. A good segue could be, let me put your mind at ease about something, or if you have thoughts that this position is a step back for me, let me tackle that 
possible concern. Proactively bringing up the topic gets the issue on the table and can put it to rest. Interesting. So if, if, if you as a candidate uh, think that a question will come up, you're suggesting that proactively bring that up so you can yeah. handle that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you got to read the situation. You got to see what you got there. If the, you know, if your senses are picking up some hedging or something like that and other comments in the course. It's a strategy. I'm not suggesting that you necessarily got to do it every time you're in an interview. No, because like I said before, sometimes these issues don't even come to mind. They don't care. Okay. But if, you're, if your judgment indicates that eh, there's something there that might be worth addressing, yeah, bring it up. Clear the air. Perfect. So, Brian, we have covered a lot of information today, but I, I'd like to ask you this question, and you did bring this up in one of the previous responses. Uh, can you discuss the issue of a SEAL working for a younger boss? Yeah, that, uh, that, one, that one comes up, and it can be an issue. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it may be inevitable that a SEAL will interview uh, with a company uh, where, you, where they're going to report to a younger boss. I mean, this could be somebody of the age, the age of the SEAL's son um, or daughter, maybe even a grandchild, I don't know. Um, and it can stir some uncomfortable feelings, there's no doubt. And it's perfectly normal. It's different, and it's a change. However, there's some very practical um, perspectives to adopt and, and steps that, that a SEAL can take uh, that can make reporting um, to a younger boss uh, not only workable, but, but actually rather enjoyable. And, and the first one is uh, a shift in attitude. I mean, you got to start from a positive point uh, view that reporting, that the reporting structure and the relationship is going to be positive. Um, a SEAL should not go into a situation to see if this will work, but rather to see that it does work. Um, you got to discard any feelings of superiority fully appreciate this fact that that younger boss is in that position because he or she has earned it just like that seal earned their stripes earlier in their career. So you got to be respectful. A seal needs to, to change how they view their past experiences. Don't assume that tenure grants you respect from your boss and others for that matter. It's a plus. There is no doubt. But in today's environment, business environment, only performance and the bringing of value, useful business knowledge and innovation, earn you that. So you got to set out to prove yourself despite your previous past and experiences. You got to learn also, and this is going to be a big thing too, the boss's communication channels. Okay. This can be a big deal because the SEAL may have to show some, some adaptability. Okay. You, you may have to learn some new things because the boss may communicate with you differently. I mean, the days of pure face-to-face -face conversations have eroded to emails, text messages, instant messages, video chats. If, young, if your younger boss communicates through these mediums, you got to learn them and, and adapt. And for the most part, learning them is not hard and using them isn't hard because these softwares and these things, they're meant to be easy. Okay. Don't mentor. Okay. Um, I had a recent situation where I think that one, may have come up to, to hurt one of my candidates when, when on my recruiting side. Um, you got to avoid giving unsolic unsolicited advice because um, a younger boss may resent it. 
even though your experience could help the situation, it's not your place. It's just not your place to do it. And like everyone, a younger boss may need to learn by their own mistakes. Now, that's their growing experience. However, if it's requested, by all means, you know, dig in. But, you know, sometimes you may have to hold your counsel. Uh, and for God's sakes, don't may ever make any reference to the boss's age. I mean, avoid referencing their age, their level of experience, anything to anyone in the office, including the boss. Don't ever say that they're reminiscent of your daughter or your son. Uh, age should not be a factor, was not a factor when hired, and, and neither is your younger boss's age now that you're, you're, you're employed. And, and, and finally, you, you can't complain up the corporate ladder. Um, your boss's boss might be more of the SEAL's age. Okay, uh, surely that they get it. They'd understand if there's something going wrong, and that's simply not true. If a seal complains to the boss's boss, there are some risks of reprisals. Um, if those issues, if there are, you, you got to take them up with the the boss directly or go to HR. There are other con considerations contained in the book, but those those are some really those are that's a good start. I mean, the fun time here, look, the, the, the deal of it is, although a, a, a younger boss and a SEAL may be separated by years, it doesn't mean that it can't be a successful and, and honestly, a, a very professional, uh, professionally fulfilling relationship. A younger boss can often have new ideas, new perception, perceptions and about business that, that a SEAL may find very intriguing. Wow, that, that's, uh, we covered a lot of information here. Great, valuable advice. Before we conclude, I just wanted to go back to the acronym where we begin. So SEAL stands for Stable, uh, Experienced, Accomplished, and Loyal, right? Close. It's Stable, Experienced, Accomplished, and Loyal. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, we have covered a lot of ground uh, here, Brian. And as always, you've shared actionable insight. That's what I love about yourself, your interviews and also the, uh, the books you write. Before we wrap up today's episode, uh, do you have any last words, anything else that you would like to share? Tenure is a blessing. Success um, and things like that are a blessing. The, the age thing and the biases that exist are perceptions. They're just views. And like I said, oftentimes they don't even enter the mind of the hiring executive. Sometimes they do. And, and there are ways to overcome them successfully. And, and that's in part why I wrote the book, Over 50 and Motivated, along with the process of a complete job search for someone over the age of 50. Brian, thank you very much. Third time, and uh, as I mentioned multiple times, great value. It's a pleasure having you as a guest on the show. It's been, it's, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I hope uh, the listeners came by you. You're welcome. Uh, and uh, one last thing, uh, audience, the book, Brian's book could be found on, uh, can be found, will be found on Amazon. And what I will do is I'll, when I do the write-up, I'll also make sure to include that as a link so you can check it out. Uh, thank you everyone for listening uh, to this episode uh, of the Career Medis podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, feel free to write a review or a comment. And if you really loved it, uh, make sure to go and share it among your network. Uh, you can also find the other episodes of the Career Medis podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and now even on YouTube as well. 
Uh, until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Matters Podcast. Thank you.